Welcome to Jaipur Bites, a podcast that delivers thought-provoking ideas and meaningful debates from the iconic Z Jaipur Literature Festival. I'm your host, Lakshdatta. The session you're about to listen to is from day two of Z Jaipur 2019, and it is called "Eleven Gods and a Billion Indians." Shashi Tharoor, Rajdeep Sardesai, Borya Majumdar, in conversation with Prayag Akbar. Yeah, <clears throat> good question. Good question. Having followed the Indian cricket team very, very closely over the last couple of years, since the time Ravi took over, I mean, there is this whole thing. When India wins the Under-19 World Cup, the whole crowd will say Rahul Dravid won it for you. When India wins a series in Australia, no credit for Ravi Shastri because people love trolling Ravi Shastri. When a photograph comes with Ravi standing with his paunch, is he delivering a baby? The fact is, the fact is. This team is not about Ravi. Does not need to go and teach Virat Kohli how to bat. Virat Kohli knows how to bat better than anybody in this world. But having spoken to the players within this team, Ravi is a fantastic man manager, which is what Indian cricket needs at this point in time. The captain coach relationship is at its best, and you know what? Ultimately, in sport, it's winner takes all. India has beaten Australia. If this team goes and wins the World Cup in England, come 15 July of 2019. The Ravi Virat pairing will have left a legacy that I would say will be very difficult to match. Shashi Raji, now I mean, I, Borya knows the inside stories far more than I do. I certainly do have a lot of time for Shastri, the cricketer. Uh, I always thought it was very unfortunate that he retired so young because of a bad knee, and um, I think um, because he also was an outstanding captain in the only Test match he captained India in. I think he would indeed be a good leader. You know, there was a time when we never used to have travelling coaches with teams. We used to have just the manager, who was kind of a part-time coach. Uh, and I think, in some ways, now we have a coach who's a part-time manager. I mean, I, essentially, you've got, as Borya said, somebody who manages the team, keeps up its morale, says the right things to the press when he needs to, and apparently does supervise nets. So that not that much of a role of the coach he does too. But now there's this delegated authority to a batting coach and a bowling coach, 
which again we never used to have till quite recently. And it seems to me that therefore the, the hard yards and nuts and bolts stuff will be done by those guys. And he kind of is a presiding deity, which I have no problem with as long as he and the captain and the team get along. Right. You know, I, I, as someone who sort of played with Ravi as a, as a young kid, I remember the one thing that he had. He had this enormous self-belief. He was a cricketer of very limited ability. But once he went on the ground, you actually thought he was as good as Viv Richards or dare I say Sachin Tendulkar. Or he thought he was as good as Sachin Tendulkar. And it makes a huge difference. You know, the greatness of, I mean, I wouldn't use the word greatness, but the, the, I think the ability of Ravi Shastri is as a motivator. And I think that is important in cricket. You know, to give people the self-belief that they're actually better than they are. For many cricketers of his own generation, Ravi Shastri was actually a very good first-class cricketer and no more. But when you look at his record, he outperformed himself. I remember Kapil Dev once telling me that if I had Sachin Tendulkar's talent and Ravi Shastri's ability to maximize whatever little talent I had, I would have the perfect cricketer. So I think it's a little unfair the way Ravi Shastri is trolled or attacked. And, and it's, all, it's been right through his life. Even when he was a cricketer, if he got out early, people would, you know, boo him. A Sachin Tendulkar has never been booed on a cricket field. A Ravi Shastri has often been booed. Because I think we find in Ravi Shastri the kind of weaknesses and frailties that we all have. And yet we find he carries himself with an arrogance at times that we disapprove all too easily. So he brings out, I think, sometimes the negative in us. And, I, and, and the good thing is he doesn't care about it. In fact, he loves the idea of being riled. Ravi was at his best when people told him, you can't play the game. Because he then wanted to prove you wrong. He hit six sixes in an over. Nobody would have imagined that. He, uh, he scored centuries as an opening batsman in England, Pakistan, and a double century in Australia. Nobody would have imagined that. Ravi Shastri is a classic example of someone of relatively limited ability in pure cricketing terms, but who made maximum use of his ability. And I think we should celebrate that for a... You know, we only celebrate the great cricketers. We should also celebrate what I call the cricketers who made maximum use of their ability. So I'm, I'm a great Ravi Shastri fan. I'm not so much a Virat Kohli fan, but I'm a Ravi Shastri Even fan. Even today, you're not a Virat Kohli. Well, we'll come to Kohli, definitely. Um, I wanted to, you know, because I think a lot of people, we see him as this kind of... Uh, you know, as a presiding deity as opposed to someone who makes these very astute choices as a coach. But he did, you know, when, when he first came in, there was, uh, I think the, the board, the COA had suggested that we have Z Zaheer Khan as the bowling coach and Dravid as the batting coach. And he sort of insisted on his own man, right, Bharat Arun. And our whole bowling quartet is looking so good under Bharat Arun, you know. He, I think so. We have to actually credit him for, you know, putting his foot, like sticking up for his own people and um, making sure that, you know, he... I mean, because he has a responsibility. It's on him. See, great cricketers do not necessarily make great coaches. Greg Chappell would have been the best batting coach of the century. Greg Chappell came and destroyed the Indian cricket team. It's as simple as that. Bharat Arun is, is doing a job because Bharat Arun has nurtured these guys from their under-19 days at the NCA. Bharat Arun knows what these bowlers are all about. Look, two calls, two simple calls have transformed this Indian bowling team over the last year and a half. One. Jaspreet Bumrah playing test match cricket. Everybody castigated Ravi, Bharat and Virat for getting Jaspreet fast-tracked into test cricket in South Africa. 
I've spoken to every Indian cricketer, South African, possibly Australian, and they say he's the most difficult guy to face. Big call. Give them credit for that. Second, Ravi Ashwin and Ravindra Jadeja were this pair. You can't look beyond them. Suddenly comes Kuldeep Yadav and Yuzvendra Chahal. Look at what will happen in the World Cup. These are the two guys you now need to back. So Bharat Arun, again, I mean, who the hell is Bharat Arun? Zahir Khan, best ever left-arm fast bowler India has produced, etc., etc. It is not about Zahir Khan, the cricketer. It's about what Zahir can get the best out of these bowlers. And Bharat says something very nicely to me. He says, when the bowler is at the top of his mark, my only instruction to the bowler is, quote, that whatever the batsman does, whoever the batsman is, be it A.B. de Villiers, be it me, he can hit you out of the park, but just bowl to your strengths, because when you have that ball, you are better than anybody in the world. That belief has been instilled in this Indian bowling unit, which is why they are the best in the world at this point in time. Uh, Borio, you were just telling me a really fascinating story back there. You want to repeat it for this audience about Kohli at your book launch? About uh, <laughs> Mr. Kohli, uh, Virat Kohli has made a promise to Borio. No, no. Shashi actually hearing. mentioned to me that, look, the book actually came out last year, as many of you know, people who've read in April. So, in cricket, it's very dynamic. It gets outdated because there's a tract on Virat. Will he leave his legacy? Will he win Australia? Will he win the World Cup, etc.? And he made this point. When Virat and Saurav launched the book in Kolkata with me on the 7th of April last year, and I was nudging Saurav to get my newsmaker's headline. And Saurav said, I said, you know, you opened your shirt at Lords in the balcony when you won NatWest. Now, imagine this, 15 July 2019, Virat Kohli has won the World Cup. What will he do? And Saurav looks at Virat and says, oh, you know what? He'll open his shirt on Oxford Street and run around. And, and, and I said, Virat, will you do it? And he said, I promise you, I will do it. You can search Google, any of you now, you will get that headline. He said, not only will I do it, I'll get Jaspreet and some of the other boys to do it as well. Now that's Virat. Rajdeep doesn't like him, but I think no, he's I the best. Say, no, no, hold on. One second, one I second. Didn't say I didn't one, like let him. me finish, let me finish. I'm not a fan of Virat Kohli at times. I think... The best thing to have happened to Indian cricket is Virat Kohli. Why? You know why? Because he's fallible, he's mortal, unlike Sachin who's godlike. He will make mistakes. He will polarize opinion. He will make statements which you and I don't agree with. Then he will retract based on pressure because that's human. All of us make mistakes, but he's the greatest batsman in the world who will also be the greatest captain if he wins India the World Cup. Asha, one second. Before we get Rajiv giving you the counter view, I'm just curious about the shirt business. Now that Ganguly told you, Ganguly told you that he is uh, regretting, he regrets the fact that he took off the shirt and he wishes he had never done it, he would never do it again. Why is he getting Kohli to do what he regrets? Because, because, and, and, and there's a, there's a backstory to that. So Saurav says, Saurav is opening his shirt and there are two people with him, VVS Lakshman and Harbhajan Singh. So VVS Lakshman standing here, Harbhajan standing here, so Saurav is, is, is opening his shirt, Harbhajan says, Main kya karu? Main kya karu? He said, to be cold. And VVS Lakshman, being VVS Lakshman, is saying, Are, don't do it. And he's pulling the shirt down. He's, so that, that's what happened backstage when the shirt opening or not opening was going on. But Saurav's problem is, every time any of us see him, we talk about the opening of the shirt. And he tells me, look, I've also scored a couple of hundreds. Why don't you, for a change, ask me about the hundreds that I've scored at Lords? Sachin has not scored even one. My name is on the honors board. Talk about that as well. That's why he, say, he says, you know, forget the shirt opening because the amount of newsprint, etc., etc. The final point, he and I went to Lords last year. So we go into the Lords Museum and the curator, Adam Chadwick, says, 
55%, this is an important stat, 55% of the visitors who visit the Lord's Museum are Indians. And the first question they ask is, where did Saurav Ganguly open his shirt? Are 55% of those Indians Bengalis? <laughs> May well be. Uh, you want to say about Kohli? No, look, uh, let me say that Kohli is obviously the best batsman in the world. He's the millennial master. He's taken the game to another level, not just as a cricketer, but what he's done in terms of fitness. You know, the one good thing is if Kohli opens his shirt or, uh, uh, you know, he, he actually has a six-pack. You know, Saurav Ganguly doesn't. Uh, and, and, and he's made himself this terrific, I mean, the amount of self-denial, you know, to go through the kind of diet that he's gone through, the, um, the effort that he's put in from, you know, you can see Kohli's pictures at 14 as this chubby Punjabi kid. And here he is, he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have uh, butter chicken, he doesn't do dal makhani, he doesn't put any ghee on his rotis, he does everything antithetical to the typical West Delhi Punjabi kid. So he's, he's a remarkable example of what you can do to transform yourself, plus the obvious talent that he has. My problem at times with Virat Kohli is that I think, in a sense, he isn't the ideal brand ambassador of the field uh, for the game. He loves Test cricket, great, and that's great about him. But I think Virat Kohli belongs to a generation that sometimes feels far too entitled. They almost believe as, they, as if they own the game. And I think what he did in that entire Anil Kumle episode, frankly, according to me, just didn't register with me. It reflected to me all that is wrong about the game today. You are the greatest cricketer in the world. You're winning every award. Learn to respect people around you a little bit more. And particularly those who show you the mirror. You know, in a sense, Kohli reminds me, dare I say, and I'll, this is controversial, uh, a bit of Narendra Modi. You know, these are polarizing figures who believe in I, me, myself. This narcissism must end, whether you're a cricketer or a politician. And I think, I think while Kohli, Kohli is an outstanding cricketer, I think his captaincy is still, in my view, work in progress. He showed, he showed signs in, in, in Australia of coming into his own. But I can see in Virat Kohli someone who, while he may, you know, while, while he may perform, may also not get the best out of every member of his team at times because of the kind of pressure that he may put in. And this is as an outsider. But it's not just that. I think on the field, Virat is in a league of his own. I think off the field, it would help if there were a few more people who are around Virat Kohli who are not simply the kind who will say, you're the greatest man in the world, you're the greatest cricketer. You need to show people the mirror sometimes. Whether you're a politician who needs to say, maybe I got it wrong, or whether I'm a cricketer. And I think in this era, we get into what I call bhakti. You know, there's too much of bhaks around. You have Kohli bhaks, Modi bhaks, each one of the, each one telling him, you're the greatest politician in the world, you're the greatest cricketer. You may well be, but you may make mistakes. And when you make mistakes, I think you must have people around you who tell you, maybe that was not the right thing to say. Maybe that was not the right thing to do. Instead of saying, no, that's the aggression. You know, this is machismo. There's a limit to machismo also on cricket. And not every cricketer is a, is a macho cricketer. And I'll give you an example of someone, I think, who suffered in Virat's presence. That's Ajinkya Rahani. Because he re represents to me the old-style cricketer. Much more subdued, 
someone who you know humble it's sometimes in life nice to be humble you know you should be humble about your skills and talents and i don't always see that in virat and i find sometimes there i say the cricket fraternity around him is the problem your agents your sponsors you know you 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 make these cricketers live in a bubble it's time to you know I, because when i wrote my book i looked at the cricketers of a previous era i refused to accept that any of them were less talented in their own era given the circumstances in which they were but there was a humility that i sensed in them a gr vishwanath when i was writing my book was ill and i told him sir i'll come to see you he said no you're in bangalore this is my city i will come to, uh, you know and, and and take you to my club i want to see today's cricketers do that virat must become a role model not just what for what makes, he's what, on the what field makes you, what makes you think they don't do that i have you are making sweeping statements about former cricketers what makes you think current cricketers don't do it there are enough current cricketers who are prisoners of their agents and sponsors there, there were enough former cricketers who have, who continue to be prisoners of their agents no i don't think so i absolutely mean absolutely no i i i want to see much more of the gr vishwanath in some of today's cricketers instead of just this overt machismo see see they are they are products of a current generation things have moved on sure. so, so 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 to make a statement that virat kohli doesn't do this or so and so doesn't do this i mean i've got personal examples to give just like you're giving personal examples the fact is there is yes they are in a bubble but to make a statement that virat kohli is not humble ajinkya rahane is humble. by the way ajinkya rahane is also a current cricketer and by your own admission is humble yeah. there are many like that in sure. this team so that so to make sweeping statements i don't think is fair well, i'm not making a sweeping statement i just made i just brought out and this is the point i think everyone needs to look at themselves a little more hard in the mirror and look at your strengths and work at your weaknesses this crowd rajrajdeep this crowd will point out to virat kohli when he makes a false statement on social media like they did when he said so and so doesn't deserve to be in india virat kohli was shamed he was trolled he was humiliated he had to take that statement back there is something bigger than what there was in the 1970s so he he cannot be in that bubble we will not let him be in that bubble you in your show be in my writings shashi in his writings we will not let virat live in that bubble um sorry to interrupt this very lovely discussion you two are having but uh, i wanted to ask you, you have a future career as a tv talk show host bro if you can provoke this i i if you can provoke this I, what I, can you do on no no shashi i came to, i came to this lit fest to get away from tv right i am not going to get into a debate with borya borya is free to create controversies i'm just trying to give my sense I'm just trying to give my sense. No, no, no. no. Let's, 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 let's not go there. Let's I not go there. I didn't oh, mention yeah. Narendra Modi, and I said no bhats, <laughs> no controversy. All right, let me be the Shashi, UN peacemaker for a second. What are your views on uh, is Kohli like Narendra Modi? Tell us. Exactly. That, I was. <laughs> I was going to react just to that. Yeah. That I think Virat idea. Kohli has nothing in common with Narendra. <laughs> Or more appropriate, I don't think Narendra Modi has enough in common with Virat Kohli. Because I mean, Virat Kohli, I mean, and I, I really do take seriously the points Rajiv has made. Virat Kohli has done a number of remarkable things, which in many ways have, have etched him, I think, in our consciousness today. And of course, if he has another seven, eight years in the game, he's going to own every single record. But again, fitness, health, good luck, all these things happen. Look at Kohli. as a teenager losing his father at 3 am the night of a match sure. and going back the next morning completing a 90 odd 
and then going for his father's funeral. And the father who was closest to him, I mean, they apparently had really, really had a close relationship. Look at Kohli's um, uh, suddenly being pitchforked into the captaincy in Australia and scoring a century in both innings. Look at Kohli having a disaster horror tour of England and then coming back the next time and scoring a century. Agreed, still in a losing cause. But this ability, which rather reminds you of what Radeep said about Ravi Shastri, that he acknowledges his failings and limitations and works ruthlessly on them to cut them out. To be honest, he was such a bad slip fielder early on. It was an embarrassment to see him in the slips. He dropped more than he took. Look how much he's improved in the last couple of series. He's been almost infallible in, this, in the closing position. So I think there's a lot to be said for cricketers who build certainly on talent. There has to be some basic talent there. But no one can claim that uh, Kohli was born with the kind of talent that Tendulkar had, yeah. uh, which was bordering on genius. But Kohli had a level of application, dedication, persistence, determination to overcome his, his mistakes and faults. Um, and a contagious enthusiasm for all aspects of the game, which you see, you saw even before he was captain, the way he was running around the field, giving advice, solicited or not, to the bowlers and the captain. But once he became captain, he's all of, if anything, one fault one can say is he tries to do too much. I remember there was one catch he, he, he dropped that wasn't his catch. There was a fielder in a perfect position to take it, but he was so enthusiastic that he ran halfway, you know, from, from mid-off to deep mid-off or something and spilled the catch. And... and a lot of us said, for God's sake, you know, chill. But if he chills, he wouldn't be Kohli. Exactly. He wouldn't be who he is. A, a lot of what Shashi says is also true of Narendra Modi. <laughs> you know, if you saw Narendra Modi 15 years ago or 20 years ago, you would have never said that he would be the BJP's number one leader. And I'll give you an example. And, you know, in a sense, in the Kohli, since I'm drawing a since he drew the Kohli parallel, 20 years ago, when we used to do debates on the big fight, we wouldn't call Narendra Modi or we'd call a Pramod Mahajan or a Sushma Swaraj because their English was better. And I remember Mr. Modi once calling, uh, ringing me up and saying, you're not calling me on this show because my English is not good enough. Dekhna, ek din mein English mein speech tumhari dunga. And I remember when he went a couple of years ago to America at the House of Commons and gave a speech, Albert with a tele, uh, teleprompter in front of him. I remember SMSing his, his secretary saying, boss ko bolna, not bad at all. And I can see, you know, that constant desire. Look at the journey he's made, like Kohli's made. Quite a remarkable journey from West Delhi. Father dies, 3 a.m. Next morning, you're on the field. Mr. You know, Narendra Modi from Vatnagar to where he is today is also a great Indian story. So, you know, I can easily draw the panels. There will be positive panels and there'll be negative panels. My problem at the moment is with certain individuals. The moment you look at the darker side, you know, then you become... You know, suddenly you're, you're, you're sort of boxed in as the critic. I'm not doing that. Kohli, the cricketer, is, uh, according to me, all set to become the greatest cricketer India has ever produced, with the possible exception of uh, Kapil Dev, just for, you know, what Kapil Dev could do on a cricket field. But Kohli off the field, I still think, is work in progress. And I think, therefore, it's important at times. Moria says, we do hold the mirror. I'm not so sure often enough. But it'll be good if we did... Because otherwise, the Kohli prototype will encourage what eventually happens with some of our younger cricketers, who then believe that they are entitled far beyond their talent. Kohli's talent allows him to get away with much more. A cricketer with lesser talent, but who believes that he's just as entitled, may find himself in the trap that a Hardik Pandya found himself the other day. Okay.
let, let me just make a very brief point uh, on the two differences I see, at least. And there are probably I'm many more. About, uh, between Modi Kohli and Kohli. Modi. And then we can move on. Number one, when Virat Kohli promises something, he delivers. <laughs> and number two, when Virat Kohli does something wrong, he admits it and backtracks, as we saw with the Pakistan social media account. So the day Mr. Modi manages those two things, we can talk about the comparison. I think you'll find no argument here. Um, uh, Boria, actually, I wanted to talk to you about uh, the Kumble Kohli, that whole saga that happened. And there's a very interesting line in your book. Uh, for those of you who haven't read it, you should really should. It's a fascinating history of uh, Indian cricket. And uh, there's, there's a great line. Sorry, uh, is this better? Yeah, there's a great line in the book about uh, how, yeah, about that whole, how that whole saga actually made Virat a better cricketer. Could you tell us what you mean by that? What you meant when you wrote that? See, the challenge that, uh, again, I mean, Rajdeep made this point about Virat's treatment of Anil and Anil's treatment of Virat, etc. The problem is, for us, to what extent do you reveal? That is always the challenge when you write a book of this nature. Before answering that question, I'll just, I'll just tell you what transpired. If you see the back cover of the book, you have it? Shashi, can I just borrow the, the copy? The back cover, there is this letter. Okay, the letter is dated 17th June 2017, and it's signed by Sachin, Lakshman, and Saurav, which says Anil should be retained. 19th June night after India loses the final to Pakistan, Anil is removed. So the back cover letter says by the, the three members who were part of the Cricket Advisory Committee. Now, that's what I'm trying to get at. On the 20th morning, 20th is when Anil was removed, 20th morning, three meetings happened. Now, this is the first time I'm actually telling people in detail. Three meetings happened, one with Virat, one with Anil, and another meeting with BCCI officials with the two of them. There is a backstory to that. Why did this relationship even break down or come in the public domain? 21st May, India was going to England, 22nd. 21st, there was a meeting in Hyderabad between Anil and the COA. I will not tell you one thing because I've promised I will not ever divulge it. Anil was part of that meeting and repeatedly kept asking the COA for extension. At that point, Vinod Rai and Diana Edelji wouldn't fight with each other like they do now. So they were speaking one voice. So Anil kept pushing for an extension. His contract was to get over on the 30th of June. So the COA turned back and asked, you're going to Champions Trophy tomorrow. Go back, go, come back. We'll extend the contract. What's the problem? And Anil was advocating, there was, a, there was a revised contracts for all the cricketers. Now let me give you this much. The contracts that had been placed in front of the COA, and Anil claimed had been discussed with all of the cricketers, was actually not true. The discussion with the cricketers hadn't happened. I don't want to say a word more than that. The relationship between the two had broken down for the last six months. India go to England and, and, and has anyone heard Virat Kohli say a word on Anil Kumble since that day? Nobody. Virat was like this boxer put in the boxing ring, punched, snobbish, arrogant, rude, upstart, etc., etc., boxed in, in, in this thing. Nobody shows him the mirror, quote Rajdeep Sardesai. But the fact of the matter is Virat Kohli and Anil Kumble, credit to both of them. They haven't spoken out about this thing. Now to the meetings. 
Virat went into the meeting and said, I have one, two, three, four, five problems with Anil. I could tell you those, not too much time. Anil comes into the meeting and says, I don't have any problems. It's fine, let's go to the West Indies. So much so that the coach and the captain weren't even speaking for the last six months. At that point, the, the BCCI said, let's get four officials. MV Sridhar now deceased. Rahul Jori, uh, 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 this one. Amitabh Chaudhary, who was the acting secretary, and Vinod Rai on conference call from Singapore. A meeting happened for 51 minutes. Of the 51 minutes, Anil Kumble and Virat Kohli did not agree on one thing. Not even one. They kept fighting. At the end of 51 minutes, the officials looked at each other and asked, Ab kya kare? That's when they looked to Anil. It was almost degenerating into a fist fight. At that point in time, they looked at both captain and coach. Now, what the BCCI should have done, the jury is out. What Anil should have done, the jury is out. What Virat could have done, the jury is out. Fast forward three days in the West Indies. Virat was getting trolled every single day for having done what he had done to Anil Kumble. I pushed him like anything to give me one quote for the book. And Virat had given me multiple interviews for on the book. That one thing, he kept stonewalling me and said, never in my life will I speak a word on Anil Kumble or this issue. So let's not only bash Virat Kohli. We've got to get both sides of the story to try and understand what transpired. Let me put it this way. There were two superhuman males in that dressing room. One could survive. And in a captain coach in cricket, unlike football, it's the captain that survives. So, um, I guess the jury's still out on whether Kumble has made Kohli a better cricketer. But there's one person, if you've been watching Indian cricket for the last few years... Uh, it's clear that there's one person who certainly made Kohli a better cricketer, and that's uh, Anushka Sharma. His, his performances have really increased, like, so... I mean, since he got married, I, I, it's quite incredible how, how well he's been batting after he got married. So, is there something like this Anushka effect that you hear about on Twitter? I know you've tweeted about it, haven't you, about Anushka? No, I, I tweeted because I thought that it was absolutely disgraceful that when India lost that semi-finals yeah. against Australia... Right. Suddenly, Anushka Sharma was being blamed yeah. for the loss and for Virat getting out early. You know, this is a circus. As it is, TV is a circus. Hmm. Now, social media has made it an even bigger, uh, you know, you're, you know you, you've reduced even cricket to a, to a kind of courtroom where you look for a, for a villain every, every day. Who is the, you know, the, the social media crowd out here, many of whom are probably here sitting are, you know, happy to troll anyone, anytime. And they're looking to target, who is there, you know, they're looking for a soft target. But to target Anushka Sharma for Virat getting out early is extremely unfair. And I think this is the celebrity circus that we've reduced large parts of our public life to particularly cricket. You know, Sharmila Tagore and Nawab uh, uh, Mansoor Ali Khan Padodi could actually go to a cinema theater without having the paparazzi trailing them. I mean, think about it today. Wherever an Arushka or a Virat go, you know, the camera follows them. They have absolutely no privacy. So I think it's been very unfair. And yes, you're right that after marriage, Virat's only done better. Yeah, uh, you know, he's been fantastic. And that's because he is just, you know, he's just such a terrific cricketer. No one doubts. I, as I said, I think he's probably the greatest one-day cricketer ever. And that's greater than even Viv Richards. And that's saying a lot. You've got a cricketer who actually combines Viv Richards and Sachin Tendulkar's ability at times in one-day cricket. And that is saying as much as you can. 
So I think whether Anushka was there or not there, Virat would be where he is. But I think it's a bit unfair to, you know, create these kind of Virushka or whatever you call it. I don't think anyone said Pat Tagore or anything to Nawab or, you know, or Pat Sharmila, whatever you want to call it. There was, and again, it reflects the changing generation. And maybe in this generation, there's no place to hide. I wish Virat had more, was given more privacy. Uh, maybe it's impossible, but it would be nicer if we didn't have cameras following them wherever they went. And, and to their great credit, despite that, he's done so remarkably well. That's a remarkable statement, actually, coming from a TV journalist. Uh, but uh, there's <laughs> but uh, no, but it's true. I mean, they are they are always kind of uh, their lives are under examination at all times. But uh, there are, I mean, I think they they all handle it quite well, right? They're able to sort of take that part of their lives and divorce it. You know, they they seem to be able to perform and uh, perform despite it. That's right. I mean, I th- I think that's remarkable. You remember just now when Deepika Padukone got married to Ranveer Singh. Look at what an ass we made of ourselves on TV. We were, we had people in boats outside the lake where the wedding was taking place, doing long camera zoom shots and saying, there somewhere in the distance the wedding is taking place. <laughs> Much the same thing was done with Virat. So I think, you know, I think it's I, to the great credit of these big stars that they've been able to keep that out and still perform on the field. I think that is a huge challenge for today's generation which the previous generation didn't have to deal with. This constant media scrutiny. You know, you get out, if God forbid Virat doesn't win the World Cup, all that he's achieved, the same audience will forget. And that would be terrible. I mean, it would be terrible to judge Virat Kohli, who's already won a World Cup. We forget that. He won a World Cup, you know, in in 2011. Would be, you know, so so we seem to, uh, our, our responses are so extreme now. To anything that happens. You fail one match, you're terrible. You score a hundred, you're God. And I think that, those kind of responses trouble me greatly. Just two two sentences before Prayag can, I think, wants to go to Shashi. The book is called 11 Gods and Virat picked up the book. He said, 11 Gods. And he looked at me and said, your ilk will just reverse the word Gods. And you know what I'm talking about if we lose the World Cup. So that was one. And second, when this, this marriage thing was going on, will he get married, will he not? And I was, I was talking to him about privacy and intrusion and all of this. And he said, look, we are all heroes at personal convenience. When you want us to be heroes, we are heroes at personal convenience. If you want to troll us, social media monstrosity will go to a different level so that's the kind of challenge. Can you see the kind of abuse I get on a daily basis? That's why I have to live like a monk in a civil society. These were the two sentences he said. But there's a reason for what both Rajdeep and uh, Bori are talking about. And that reason is, I think, that sport, and in our case particularly cricket, has a unique role in our country in instilling a sense of national civic pride. There is, for all of us, I think, an identification with the national team that somehow knits us all together, irrespective of differences, region, language, religion, whatever. And while that's true in every sport, no other sport has that kind of domination of the public airwaves and of public perceptions that cricket has. And therefore, one of the reasons why the extreme reactions that Radhib is talking about, this is not new, by the way, I've seen extreme reactions. For example, when Barikar and um, his team came back to Bombay in 71 after beating England in the summer, 
you should have seen the reception they got. And when in 74, they actually had to hide. People were going to throw stones at them when they lost to England the same, in the summer of 74. So the fact is that we've, we've had these extreme reactions because for many of us, cricket and sport and national success in these things is something that exalts our feeling of pride as Indians. And that's something we shouldn't knock or underestimate. It's actually very valuable. Definitely. Uh, I actually have a question about this. Uh, because it occupies this very special, cricket occupies this very special place in our sort of, uh, almost our definition of ourselves as a nation. Uh, and, and then when I was reading your book, I was really, uh, you know, it, it really struck me that the BCCI sort of exists in a kind of vacuum of its own. That, you know, there's, a, there's all these squabbles going on, there's all this politicking going on that we as Indian citizens don't really have a lot of uh, knowledge of and access to, you know, to exactly all these boardroom machinations that are going on. So how do we make something like the BCCI more accountable to the Indian population? How do we make them actually, you know, without starting making them an elected body, how do we make them, like, actually accountable to the Indian population? Yeah, I'll answer that in two parts. I mean, just, I absolutely agree with what uh, Shashi said. Just to give an example on that before I answer Prayag's question. Sachin and I were doing this marathon together for a, for a corporate in Mumbai. Okay, so it was a stage very similar to this one. So both of us were standing there. Shash, Sachin was waving the flag and people were running. And I was just talking on the microphone, asking people, in fact, just to keep running. There was a huge 10,000 mass behind the runners. So everyone had to run. So suddenly this, this man comes here and I've got to show you this. So this man comes right here. Okay. And he throws a selfie stick to Sachin. Just throws it to him. <laughs> So he throws it to him, and, and Sachin was being asked to sort of shake hands, do whatever he can. So he throws the selfie stick and says, sir, photo, sir, photo. So Sachin turns like this, looks at the, the audience like this, and takes, tries to take a selfie. By then, he had just neared the, the, the ledge. Somehow, he got pushed, and that selfie stick got flung. Pretty heavy selfie stick, mind you. And it went and hit the man straight here. It could have even, he could have had a, had a real deep cut. His head could have gone bust. Something would have happened. Serious something could have happened. There was a thud, a big thud. Sachin was alarmed, so was I. Both of us who were on stage, we were like, what happened? And we were about to say, get him some medical assistance. Now comes the part. The man, he's holding his head like this. He's holding the stick in, selfie stick in one hand. He looks at Sachin. He looks at me and he starts doing this. He says, God ne bless Kardia. And he walks away. You know, I, have, I don't think this can be repeated in any part of the world. Roger Federer can walk away, walk around in Basel, go and have dinner. Cristiano Ronaldo can do the same in Lisbon. Lionel Messi can do the same in Barcelona. Sachin Tendulkar and Virat Kohli will never be able to do this in this country. That is why cricket in India is unique. BCCI, how do we make it accountable? The whole idea of this Supreme Court intervention was to make it accountable. There are 10 status reports sitting in front of the Supreme Court. All of the officials who are currently all acting secretary, acting president, acting so-and-so are disqualified officials. Now it is in front of the court. Unfortunately, there are two members of the COA. And I'm told yesterday, Kapil Dev's name has been mooted as the third member. Now you and I would think he's the greatest ever cricketer. So he'll make, you know, it's an acceptable name. I'm told even that name will be rejected by one of the members of the COA. That's where our board and our politics is all about. Having said that, as long as Virat keeps winning, as long as India keeps winning, to hell with the BCCI.
<laughs> you know, just picking up from what Shashi said, cricket is unique. You know, when when a Umesh Yadav is bowling from one end and a Mohammad Shami is bowling from the other, it's the one area in life where you look at them purely in meritocratic terms, not as vote banks, not as a Muslim bowling from one end and the Yadav bowling from the other. You know, in, in Shashi's profession, that's what they do. On the cricket field, there are no vote banks. It's, there are no dynasties. You know, I'm living proof of the fact that just because your father played the game, you can't. Talent doesn't run in, you know, you can't simply marry, you know, my father was a cricketer, my grandfather was a, uh, sorry, my father was a politician, my grandfather was a politician, makes you a politician today. On cricket, uh, you know, an Abhishek Bachchan can be a film star because Amitabh was a film star. Tushar Kapoor can be an actor because Jitendra was an actor. The good thing about cricket, it is India's, one of the few areas left in life, science is the other, where you truly are driven by meritocracy. And I think that's the greatness of Indian cricket. That's what makes it so attractive to younger India. You know, to my mind, and this may be, this may be contentious again, to my mind, the greatest cricketer of this generation in terms of inspiring people as a role model is Mahendra Singh Dhoni. Because there is no story like it. There is no story like that. That is the ultimate Indian story to my mind. And that story, you know, to me, I get goosebumps when I, you know, when you talk to Dhoni and he tells you his story. It just is the most remarkable. And it's not as if it's only been Dhoni. Go back in time. There have been cricketers similarly who've heard the game on the radio. My father was taught the game by his village tailor. Just like Dhoni is the only cricketer to come out of Jharkhand. Now you've got a couple of others. My father is still the only cricketer to play for this country from Goa. He didn't see a cricket field till the age of 17 because it was Portuguese rule. But he was probably blessed by the gods. My point is that I think cricketers need to value what they mean to society a bit more for the very reasons that uh, Shashi spoke about. They are icons. They are role models. Don't allow yourself to get caught beyond the point in this celebrity trap like our film stars do. Don't get caught in petty politics. You are different. If you are gods, as, as Borea says in his book, then allow us to really respect you for not just what you do on the field, but what you mean to us of it. And that's the only point I'm trying to make again and again. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think we need to recognize that. And I hope our cricketers recognize that enough. They need to value what they have. They're blessed. You know, they have a talent that you and I don't. Learn to value that talent a little bit more at times than... And don't value it only in terms of how many contracts you get. Don't even value it in how many matches you win. Value it in terms of what kind of a role model are you for a younger generation beyond the cricket field. That's what I'd like to see. And that's where I think, you know, if I were to stretch this, the greatest sports person that I ever known was Muhammad Ali. Because Muhammad Ali was not just the greatest boxer that we saw, what Muhammad Ali meant to an entire generation or several generations beyond the boxing ring. I'm still waiting for that Indian cricketer who will do that beyond the cricket field. We still haven't got it. Dhoni, to my mind at times, comes the closest. See, what, what, what Rajdeep says is spot on. I mean, Jesse Owens, 1936 in front of Hitler. 1947, Jackie Robinson and the breaking of the color line. Curtis Flood in 1963. And that story goes on. That is what is unique about sport. He says, he says the power of sport. 
You know, my favorite Sachin Tendulkar story, we went to this disability clinic in Chennai together. Disability clinic, we enter, there is this boy, the teacher comes and says, this boy who has 80% disability, 80%, he's never been able to stand up, ladies and gentlemen, and never in his life been able to stand up and walk. So Sachin, in that moment of emotionalism, says, oh, you know what, if he stands up, I will give him a bat of mine. And then both of us look at each other, and we both know that it's a, it's a wrong comment or a wrong statement to make. He's actually said something the boy has never done. Within the next one minute, what happened, and, and, and it, every time I talk about it, I think it's surreal. Three tennis balls and a bat was brought out. Harbhajan Singh brought it out. Three tennis balls and a bat. And for the only time, perhaps in his life, that fellow half stood up and played three balls of tennis ball cricket with Tendulkar. I keep telling him, forget your 35,000 runs, your 100 international hundreds. This kind of impact on society, which is why 11 gods, this kind of impact on society, which goes far beyond the sporting field, is what Rajdeep is talking about. Absolutely when it comes, social responsibility. That's what we see with some of these cricketers. Yes, we need to see more. We will always aspire to see more. But there are these stories, there are life stories. There are these stories, Sachin before the Centurion game. In, 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 he had three injuries. Beneath his toe, there was this gaping hole, ladies and gentlemen. What he had to do, 45 minutes it would take him every single day to tie up his own bandage. Okay? So before the Pakistan match, he was training. He'd come back from the dressing room and he tore the bandage open. And he says to me, it's gross. He says, I was feeling something brown and something red in my hands. I didn't know what. I looked at it. It was his own flesh. It had all come out from under the toe. He had two things. One, he could call the physio and said, I'm not playing Pakistan. Two, he had a scissor. He could cut his own thing with the bandage, put it back, go out there and play. He did 98 of 78 balls. Shoaib Akhtar dispatched. That's history. That's what Indian cricket is all about. That's why it has this unique position of nationalism that Sashi talked about. Yeah, and Kumble playing with a broken jaw. I mean, we've got all these remarkable stories, and it's, it's just wonderful. I, I would just say that at the same time, we shouldn't expect cricket to bear too much of a burden. Uh, the sense that, for example, the entire India-Pakistan relationship, everything, something goes wrong there, cricket is suspended. I mean, you know, cricket is not a substitute for either diplomacy or war. Uh, why should crickets have to suffer? Because two countries don't get along. So we don't withdraw our ambassadors or high commissioners. We, we continue Change talking. We continue doing everything. But somehow cricket we stopped there. How can we play cricket with Pakistan? But Shashi, but Shashi your government stopped cricket. You know, this <laughs> no, no, is, I, I, I'm sorry. You know, it, you know it's, it's your own line. Where you stand depends on where you sit. Now you're sitting in the opposition. After we, two, we stopped cricket after the... Mumbai attacks. Mumbai attacks of 26-11. Yes. And had there been a serious attempt at normalcy, we would probably have resumed. It so happens there hasn't been. And by the way, the biggest impediment in anything approaching normal relations with Pakistan was actually the BJP, which, uh, which went out of its way. For example... Why are you looking at me and pointing out BJP? Yeah? No, because you've clearly, you've clearly chosen to be the fall guy in this one. So when the BJP actually said that we should never go to Pakistan until they punish the perpetrators of 2611 and take decisive action to dismantle the infrastructure of terror, we thought national consensus are stick to that then who goes to Pakistan at a moment's whim to attend a wedding and a birthday? The BJP Prime Minister. I rest my case. <laughs>
Okay. So let's play cricket. Somehow we're sake. back to uh, Mr. Modi. But I, I think uh, let's talk cricket. We have a few minutes left and then we should open it up to questions. So quickly, guys, uh, World Cup predictions. We have the World Cup coming up. Uh, one by one, you know, who's going to win? I don't know. I think it's fairly clear it won't be Australia. <laughs> I, I'm kind of superstitious. You know, I have this feeling if I say India, I'll be tempting Providence. Right. So I, I tend to say, better not say India, but I don't want to give it to anybody else either. So this is a let me just say, answer. I hope it'll be India, but, you know, fingers crossed, we'll believe it when we see it. Give, a, uh, give us an answer. Not, not this wishy-washy thing. No, no. I, on current form, if the players are fit, the IPL will be a big, big defining moment. Whether they play all these games and then Boomra and X are gone because of fitness... So that call has to be taken by the franchise owners. Money, for once, has to be made second important to national pride in England. If all of these factors are, are taken into account, it's an India-England final as on today. Who wins? If a Harman Preet Kaur kind of century happens in the semi-final, if, if that happens, no one knows. But as on today, definitely it's an India-England final. I agree with uh, Boria and I on the same page on this one. I think India-England final, Lagan too. Uh, you know, uh, the ideal space. What better place to win the World Cup against England uh, than at Lords? Uh, but let me tell you, when I asked the same question to Arun Jaitley, who's also a cricket fan when he's not finance minister, uh, I said, who's going to win? Uh, uh, who's going to win the 2019 elections and who's going to win the World Cup? And he said, and honestly, he said this, uh, he says, with both Kohli and Modi, you know one thing. Unko harana mushkili nahi, namumkin hai. So, uh, using the dialogue from, from Don. But, yeah, look, look. I think, I think we've got to recognize one thing. We are the best team in the world. You know, it takes a lot of time for Indians to come to terms with the fact because I think we grew through a generation where we either saw the West Indians or the Australians. We can all say with confidence... That we actually in cricket today are the best team in the world. It doesn't necessarily mean that we'll win the World Cup. But it also means that we've come a very long way. And I think the reason we've come, uh, uh, Prayag, is because we've democratized the sport. Uh, allow me to push this point one last time. You know, the reason why we've become champions. I was, it was wondrous to see Kerala, uh, Shashi's home state, reach the semifinals of the Ranji Trophy. You couldn't have imagined that even 10 years ago. Mm. You know, when my father was playing, they won the Ranji Trophy Mumbai 15 years in a row. It almost meant there was no other part of the country that was good enough. Today, where are the young boys coming from who are really making it big? They're coming from small towns of India. That's the Dhoni revolution. Vidarbha won the Ranji Trophy. Sorry? Like, Vidarbha won yeah. the Ranji Trophy. Vidarbha about won... to beat us in the but, but Vidarbha won the Ranji Trophy by taking boys from Mumbai. So there's a slight yeah. difference. Uh, you've got Vaseem Jafar and you've got the coach from Mumbai. But Kerala is a good example, entirely a homegrown team. And that's where the young talents are coming from. So I think once you unleash these talents, India is unstoppable. There's a lesson for every sector of life. Unleash the talents of young Indians. Give young Indians opportunity. Give them those pitches. Every small town today has an academy, a ground. The moment you've done that, we've become champions. I think that's the real Even in the Delhi context... You know, all the tests, it's a very interesting story. All the test cricketers of Delhi in the last 25 years have come from West Delhi. Now, 25 years ago, there were no grounds in West Delhi. Go to West Delhi today, the Virat Shikhar revolution. Every school has a ground. 
It's a lesson for every sector of our society. You want to produce the best doctors, the best engineers, the best cricketers. Open India. Get away from quotas and build a truly meritocratic society which gives equal opportunity. Give people the best schools. You know, give people the best schools. Give people the best hospital facilities. See how this country changes. Instead of investing in quotas, put the same amount of money in ensuring every young Indian has access to the same school facilities. That's what cricket has done. That's why cricket is the champion. That's why we are number one in the world. I think these are the lessons that we need to draw. Who wins the World Cup? That's you know, okay. You know, Prayag, you asked me about the BCCI. Yeah. The BCCI, actually, the good part about the BCCI is they've done this. If you, if you rem how many of you remember 2010 Commonwealth Games for Suresh Kalmadi? And how many of you remember for the 101 medals that India won? Everybody remembers it for corruption about what went wrong. It was an opportunity lost. That's where the BCCI, whatever its problems, they've got it right. But you know, cricket is also about fun. That's my last story before you do whatever. And, 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 and the fun also sort of gave us confidence. This is Rajdeep's book launch. And he con constantly kept challenging me. No, this has not happened. This has not happened. Saurav and I, we were part of his book launch in Calcutta. And, and I said, no, it has happened. You document it, which is part of 11 Gods, by the way. So, Australia-India match. Saurav Ganguly-Ricky Ponting go to toss. <laughs> now, quote Michael Clark, Not my story. Michael Clark's story. He says, Ricky Ponting sitting in the dressing room like this. And the whole Australian team is saying, Skipper, what happened? And Ricky says, you know what? Sort of, I tossed the coin. Sort of picked it up and said, head tail. <laughs> and the Australians are like, what? He said, yeah, he actually said head tail. He picked up the coin, he gave it to me and said, we are batting. And he walked away. <laughs> and, and I told Michael, I said, this is nonsense. He said, take me to his house and I will say it. So we take Michael to Saurav's house, gourmet lunch, real lovely Bengali food, which he can talk about better than I, Bengali jamai, as he will keep saying. And, and, and Michael says, did you actually do it? Saurav Ganguly kept laughing, finally admitting, yes, he did. That's the confidence, like he did not have six packs, but he still opened his shirt. That tells you something about that character. Now that reminds me of the Narendra Modi government. Win at any price. Win at any price. Shashi, you're a sore loser. In two months, you won't be using the word loser for my part. Thank you for listening to Jepper Bites. This podcast is produced by Launchora, a storytelling and creative learning platform, in partnership with Teamwork Arts, the producers of the Zee Jepper Literature Festival. Mm -hmm.